0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Wiki University, the podcast that dives down the rabbit hole of Wikipedia in an effort to explore the sum of all human knowledge. I am your host, Kyle Burseth, and Professor. As always, I am joined by WikiU's number one student and head of the stupidity department, the recently... Uh, the, <laughs> the recently <circumcised>. founded... <laughs> oh.
1: Stupidity department, Jason oh. Nunez. They recently founded it. It uh, was Stupidity department. It's under my name. I paid for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah. are the number one donor. I donated the left wing, right? That's right. Great. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us once again. Thank you for liking and subscribing to us wherever you're listening to us. And don't forget to leave a review. And I is say that a, that, question, a Mark? question?
0: Why is that a question?
1: Leave a review statement. Yeah, leave a review statement. Exactly. As well, aside from giving it five stars, leave a review statement that says how much pleasure we gave you. In
0: addition to giving it five stars, not aside from giving it five stars. <laughs> oh, wait,
1: <laughs> that is right. I can't argue <laughs> that. <laughs> Please do both. It will really help us out. And if not... <laughs> F-off. Well, we're going to have to cut this
0: <laughs> intro. Okay, so Jason... Well, don't F-off. At least tell a friend. Yeah, that's what you mean by F-off. Yeah, friend-off. Friend-off. In the comments. Friend-off in the comments. Okay, Jason, so we're going to try to do kind of a rapid-fire episode here. Mm, I love guns. We're going to be jumping all over the place. Right. And are you ready? Are You want to you dive in? Yeah. Let's, ready to go? I... I... I,
1: I <laughs> Everybody, I am buddy, ready. ready. <laughs> I am ready. But it always, I'm taking it back when you use um, like water references, like dive in. Dive in. I know you're not very in. water friendly.
0: You can jump into other things
1: like a ball pit. You can dive into a you ball pit. You can dive into a ball pit. How big is this ball pit? Big. 12 feet. Deep enough to dive. I think 12 feet. It's
0: like one of those ball pit parks where they take little kids to learn gymnastics and stuff. Maybe it's a foam block. Pit. Okay. you seen them? I, can,
1: I have seen them. Yeah. I dunked a basketball out of one. Okay.
0: Out of one. <laughs> <laughs> out of one? You leapt out of the foam block pit?
1: I leapt out of the foam block pit. I dunked the ball and then I jumped on the trampoline.
0: It's that the end? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's the way I saw it when I reversed the footage when someone took ah, video okay. of me going from a trampoline, dunking, and then landing into that.
0: It's amazing how quickly you can slow down a rapid-fire episode. <laughs>
1: well, these are big guns I'm carrying. You know, they're <laughs> <Yeah>. heavy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. Okay, so we're going to start with something that I really don't know a lot about.
1: Mm, great. That's my, uh, that's my forte. Things oh, yeah. that you don't know <laughs> that's about. That's everything. <laughs>
0: uh, I was at dinner with some of Christine's aunts okay. recently. And they mentioned that one of their ex husbands. Mm, juice. Uh, Give me the juice. Yeah. Got his DNA tested. And she always thought he had, like, little arms. Okay. Okay. And then she said part of the DNA test. T Rex. You know, it came T <laughs> Rex. It was in his lineage.
1: He had the X chromosome. He had one too many. Yeah. T Rex. Or T chromosome, <laughs> I should say, right?
0: He also had. A thousand teeth. <laughs> <laughs> she was married to a T-Rex.
1: It took her not until the twenty-three and me. Yeah, that's
0: why she got the divorce. She was like, "He's moody. He's awfully moody."
1: So he Who's chasing me when he I'm getting into my car?
0: Goats. <laughs> so and that's anyway, why they didn't make it. That's why they didn't make that's it. That's why they essentially didn't make it. part uh, T-Rex.
1: So go ahead. They found out.
0: They found out, you know, not only was he the standard Anglo-Saxon heritage, uh, you know, standard white heritage, British, Irish, whatever. He was also part African pygmy. Interesting. Meaning they didn't have pigment? No. Oh. Pygmy meaning small, like a... Oh, okay. Pygmy means small, generally. a little person or... No, I think that's different. I believe. Well, we'll get into it, but learn me, learn me I believe like dwarfism is more like there is a DNA or chromosome um, mutation or something <laughs> that makes them shorter, or even giganticism. Okay, you could go in the other direction. Whereas pygmy, it's like in the bloodline; they're just a small people. Huh. Okay, and there are also there's not just African pygmies. I believe there's pygmies like in the uh, South Pacific as well.
1: So pygmies are only in in certain areas. It's not like there's a a pygmy for every culture.
0: That's a good question. Kind of like a hot pocket for every culture. Like South America, they have empanadas. The French have crepes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> white trash has hot pockets. <laughs> We all have a Hot Pocket, but we don't all have a pygmy that I know of.
1: Okay. I thought you were comparing the pygmies to Hot Pockets. They're like the Hot Pocket versions of us.
0: No, I'm not sure what the connection would be.
1: I don't know. More compact size. <laughs> oh, okay. You yeah. Know, fun size.
0: You ever put a... Oh, man. I Yeah, I don't want to get off topic here, but one time when I was in high school, I went maybe even eighth grade around there, I went through a Hot Pocket phase <laughs> yeah. where I'm just like, let me pop one in the microwave, get a quick Hot Pocket snack. Okay. And one time I had like two Hot Pockets, pepperoni, cheese. Mm? Classic. And then went to a high school basketball game with my dad. We were in this tight gym. It was a playoff game, super hot. And <sighs> the whole time I felt like a little sick.
1: Mm, a lot.
0: lot sick. Yeah. You know, the game was getting down to a playoff game. It was like a tight contest and we had to leave like right when the whistle blew because I told my dad, I was like, we got we got to go. We got I feel so sick. I just was sweating so hot and we get out of the gym and get to like the front doors of the school, open the front doors and I just throw up Hot Pocket (laughs) all over the exit of the school you get a pocket
1: you get a pocket (laughs) you get a pocket everyone gets a pocket
0: on the bottom of their feet (laughs) because then like one minute later you know the gym was going to be streaming out into my pile of (sighs) hot pocket puke wow
1: yeah pocket puke (laughs) pocket puke damn and have you gone since gone back to the pocket, or no. was it like a vodka thing? You it know, was when like you go... a
0: vodka thing. Wow! That was that was the like, last time. I've even had I don't know what along the way, but certain things that kind of remind me of it, like a cheap pepperoni or something and okay. cheese combo. Yeah, yeah, and I and I have that like vom feeling in my nose, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's terrible, man. We should And I bet
0: a whole gym of people have that same feeling. <laughs> that <laughs> it was the was last so time I fresh. ate my
1: pocket. <laughs> yeah. So fresh like As in like I threw vomit. up okay. and then
0: the gym was exiting, thought,
1: like and now were you le did you how what was the time from entering your body to exiting your body?
0: Oh, probably two hours. Oh, so that is a fresh pocket. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we should have you try a Hot Pocket. <laughs> um, look, I'm telling you, Hot Pocket technology has gone okay. eons since you were in high school.
0: I have eaten other cultural Hot Pockets since then, but I yeah. haven't gone back to- To your culture. <laughs> yeah, the white trash <laughs> pocket.
1: We'll do that. We'll, we got to do that. We got to do that. Okay, we'll,
0: so we'll, once again, this is a rapid fire episode. Beep, I would beep, have beep, thought beep, we'd beep. be right into it <laughs> by now. but Okay, the African pygmies- or Congo pygmies, variously also Central African foragers, boy, they got a lot of names for them, because they're also African rainforest hunter-gatherers, RHGs, or forest people of Central Africa, are a group of ethnicities native to Central Africa, mostly the Congo Basin, traditionally subsisting on a forager and hunter-gatherer lifestyle. They are divided into roughly three groups. Uh, it's all based on geography. So there's a Western group, an Eastern group, Central and Southern group of pygmies, of African pygmies, of African yeah. pygmies. Okay. And here's a quick picture. You yeah, know, they look like normal people. Yeah. Everything's too scale. There's nothing. So they're just, lo- so, they're, just right, small. they're just Their stature. Is... Although this mother looking, or this mother holding a baby does look quite. Young. just like small and young, yeah. Yeah, for a mother, but I don't know what age she is. They are notable for and named for their short stature, described as pygmyism. They are assumed to be descended from the original Middle Stone Age expansion of anatomically modern humans to Central Africa. So I assume back then everyone was short.
1: Oh, yeah. Have you seen... I, I personally have seen george washington's uh suit oh, yeah. of armor suit of armor okay and, and his like you know his day to day whatever uh, his fit his his fit his sailor the, his g w fit. fit he was g <laughs> w sailor fit i've seen and it's very it was i was just surprised surprised at how not only in in height but uh in in length like width he was a little guy very little guy he looked he reminded me of like uh the size of a you know seventeen year old swimmer swim kid.
0: <laughs> Does it make you a little sad knowing you would have been able to manhandle George Washington?
1: It doesn't make me sad. No. No. Okay. He probably may have manhandled me in a mental aspect. Oh yeah. Know? He
0: was he was a great leader. And he also just suppose. had a
1: sword with him all the time.
0: Well you would have had a sword.
1: Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I would attack first.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah. That is interesting, thinking about GW's fit. Mm-hmm. You think if he had Instagram, he would have been posting his jacket with all the buckles and everything, his I, wig, I feel his like, wig game? I feel like
1: he'll be right down to business. I feel the presidents after him would be, would be more of that. Mm, okay. You know? Right. Jefferson, he'd be, like, showing off his... Plantation. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Most contemporary pygmy groups are only partially foragers and partially trade with neighboring farmers to acquire cultivated foods and other material items. No group lives deep in the forest without access to agricultural products. A total number of about 900,000 pygmies were estimated to be living in the Central African forests in 2016. About 60% of this number in the Democratic Republic of Congo. The number does not include southern TWA populations, which was the southern pygmies, who live outside of Central Africa, partly in open swamp and desert environments. Additionally, Western African hunter-gatherers may have dwelled in Western Central Africa earlier than 32,000 B.P., is is BP, BP the new BC?
1: I thought BP was the oil.
0: Hmm. And dwelled in West Africa between sixteen thousand BP and twelve thousand BP until as late. What's BP?
1: I don't know, dude. Before penetration. Be- yes. I would have to think, right? By that, well, I mean Christ being
0: penetrated. Christ penetrated the
1: earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That was the part that they decided to edit from the Bible.
1: He came upon us. Like I said, African
0: pygmies are often assumed to be the direct descendants of the Middle Stone Age hunter-gatherer peoples of the Central African rainforest. Genetic evidence for the deep separation of Congo pygmies from the lineage of West Africans and East Africans, as well as admixture from archaic humans, was found in the 2010s. This is rapid fire, Jason, so if you hear something that jumps out to you and you want to go somewhere else, shout it out.
1: Nothing so far.
0: An ancestral pygmy language has been postulated for at least some pygmy groups based on the observing of linguistic substrates. According to Merritt Rulin, you know those guys, quote-unquote African pygmies speak languages belonging to either the Nilo Saharan.
1: The Saharan one, were they the desert pygmies? I'm
0: going to Nilo Saharan languages. Oh, languages. No. Ah. Desert language? The Nilo Saharan languages are a proposed family. Proposed Who family proposed? of African language. They're just thinking about a language hmm. and it gets its own article?
1: Maybe because so many of them spoke it?
0: Hmm, I don't know. It's a proposed family of African languages spoken by some 50 to 60 million people, mainly in the upper parts.
1: Why is it proposed?
0: I don't know. I think we can just call it a language at this point.
1: Yeah, let's make it pretty concrete. Let's put it pen to paper.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's spoken by a whole bunch of people, mainly in the upper parts of the Chari and Nile rivers, including historic Nubia north of where the two tributaries of the Nile meet. The languages extend through 17 nations in the northern half of Africa from Algeria to Benin in the west. I've never even heard of Benin. Let's go to Benin. Mm. I guarantee I'm mispronouncing it. I had a CIS once. Would- it was Benin. You had a uh, Benin CIS? <laughs> yeah. I think you're trying to say CIS? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What did I say? CIS? I said- like cisgender? <laughs> A Benin cisgender? No, like sister, sister. (laughs) Oh, okay. What's up, sis? (laughs) I love that show, Sister, Sister, where they just had cysts removed.
1: (laughs) By scissors?
0: By their sisters. (laughs) Oh, man. you ever. (laughs) It was
1: right after, uh, what is it? Dr. uh, Pimple Pimple Popper. Popper.
0: (laughs) I was just going to bring it up. Oh, were you? When I visited White Bones' grandfather. Like, He's hard of hearing, yeah, or he has hearing aids. <laughs> turn, turn up, Doctor Pimple Popper. Volume is at one hundred on Doctor Pimple Popper. So we're sitting in the living room, eight feet from the TV or whatever, and it's just like, wow, this is loud, too much. And then it, you hear the squirting and oh. the popping,
1: like right. you've
0: never heard before. Right.
1: I've <laughs> never seen that show. You haven't? That. Oh
0: my god! If you want to see pus coming out of a human body then Dr. Pimple Popper is the way to go. Dr. Pimple Popper's local. We could go visit her.
1: Hey, maybe on the next field trip.
0: Well, you got to grow something first. If you want to get in the door, you got to grow something. I'm going to push out. <laughs> oh, Chris. Okay, we're on... How do you think you pronounce that? Benin? Benign? Benin, Benin. Benin. Yeah, Benin. Okay, Benin. Oh, it's French.
1: Hmm. But definitely.
0: Officially, the Republic of Benin, or the République the du Benin, and formerly uh, something else is a country in West Africa. It is bordered by Tongo to the west, Nigeria to the east, Burkina Faso to the northwest, and Niger to the northeast. The majority of its population lives on the southern coastline of the Bight of Benin,
1: Ooh, I've been there. Five star Michelin restaurant. Oh, yeah. The Bite of Benin. The Bite.
0: <laughs> uh, let's go down to their cuisine. I'll let's see.
1: I have a Benin Bite special.
0: It does sound quite good. Okay, let's go to history first. Not
1: History of restaurants in Benin.
0: Prior to 1600, present day Benin comprised of a variety of areas with different political systems and ethnicities, these included city states along the coast. Uh, down by the Bight of Benin, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, the Europeans came in by the middle of the 19th century. Boo. Dahomey, which is what it was. <laughs> this country, no way they were pronouncing it Dahomey.
1: Dahomey. <laughs> was french
0: uh had quote unquote begun to weaken and lose its status as a regional power the french took over the area in 1892 pretty late actually for you know colonization that's when
1: columbus sailed the ocean blue in
0: 1899 the french included the land called french dahomey within the larger french west africa colonial region france sought to benefit from Dahomey and the region, quote-unquote, appeared to lack the necessary agricultural or mineral resources for large-scale capitalist development. As a result, France treated Dahomey as a sort of preserve in case future discoveries revealed resources worth developing. Mm. So they were like, there's no resources to exploit now.
1: But we're thinking about it. Yeah, they're thinking like stock futures. Yeah, maybe
0: sometime we'll trip on some uranium. Mm,
1: Or I forget what Wakanda has in in the movie. Oh yeah, it's been a while.
0: I haven't seen the new one.
1: I just saw the new one and I still can't remember. Not good.
0: Wow. Yeah. The
1: movie? I didn't like it. Oh. I didn't like it.
0: Whoa. Are you even allowed to say that? Let's cut this. The French government. (laughs) This is oddly progressive for for the, the time. french for oh. the time actually it was the eighteen it was late 1800s, so I guess actually it was the right time spot on the French government outlawed the capture and sale of slaves, even that you know they weren't exploiting humans
1: right way
0: to go france so
1: starting when. But, you know... This would have been in the 1890s, so pretty late. But they don't cut it, like, just cut it. You know what I mean? They don't just, like, one day it's over. You're saying they were probably
0: still exploiting people. Of course, residual
1: exploitation, they Mm, call
0: it. it, Who calls it that? Scholars? (laughs) Scholars call it that. Previous slave owners sought to redefine their control over slaves as control over land, tenants, and lineage members. Yeah, you weren't kidding around. They still... Wars. hard to let go yeah this provoked a struggle among the <laughs> Quote, unquote, concentrated in the period from 1895 to 1920 for the redistribution of control over land and labor. Villages sought to redefine boundaries of lands and fishing preserves. Religious disputes scarcely veiled.
1: Wait, does religious disputes have its own article? Because I'm sure that's endless. It does not.
0: (laughs) And let's not let's not go to it. Okay, let me see if I can find culture. Because I want to get down to food. Cuisine? Yeah, we got to talk about the bite of Benin. Ooh. Ooh. Look at this. Peeled black-eyed peas formed into a ball and then deep-fried. Deep-fried Ooh. black-eyed
1: peas. Deep-fried. Deep-fried anything. It's oh, yeah. Probably it's better. Gonna be, yeah, it's, it's definitely tastier. better. Yeah. But will it sell? Oh,
0: we'll go- <laughs> we'll go to the main article, Benin Cuisine. Beninese cuisine involves many fresh meals served with a variety of sauces. I'm in. I hey, am a sauce you're a, boy. You're a
1: big sauce boy through and through. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I've seen you. I've bathed you.
0: <laughs> you what? <laughs> bathed you. Bathed me in sauce. <laughs> in sauce. Yeah. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> meat is usually Same. <laughs> meat is usually quite expensive, and meals are generally light on meat and generous on vegetable fat.
1: Vegetable fat. What's vegetable fat? You know, like I don't vegetable oil.
0: I don't want to leave this article already, but it's rapid fire, so we're going to vegetable fat. It took me to vegetable oil.
1: So vegetable oil is like not good for you. We don't right? need to know about vegetables. Even vegetable. though vegetables oh, are right. good.
0: Fine, I'm gonna stay on vegetable oil. I believe oil. that is
1: the thing where like obviously vegetables are good for you, but vegetable oil is like one of the worst things you can oil Consume? with.
0: Vegetable oils or vegetable fats are oils extracted from seeds or other parts of fruit. Like animal fats, vegetable fats are mixtures of triglycerides. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved use of the canola name in January 1985, and U.S. farmers started planting large areas that spring. Oh, so, let's backtrack a little bit. Wait,
1: so canola oil is vegetable oil?
0: Canola oil is vegetable oil, I believe. In the mid-1970s, Canadian researchers developed a low- uric acid rapeseed cultivar because the word rape was not considered optimal for marketing. What? Why? Hmm. Why not?
1: It had a certain vibe with Mm.
0: it. Bad vibes. They coined the name canola. So just know when you're buying canola oil you're actually buying rapeseed oil.
1: So what's vegetable oil?
0: Well... Wait, I already read that. Vegetable <laughs> oil is the oil derived from... From rapeseed? All sorts of vegetables. Palms, fruits. It's a big, wide net.
1: When you say all sorts of vegetables and then you say fruits... Oh my fruits,
0: gosh, I'll go all the way back up. Just,
1: say, just saying, why is a fruit a vegetable?
0: Well, it's because it's a mixture of triglycerides so i think it's the science behind it which maybe defines it so soybean oil grapeseed oil cocoa butter are examples of seed oils or fats from seeds olive oil palm oil and rice bran oil are examples of fats from other parts of fruits in common usage vegetable oil may refer exclusively to vegetable fats which are liquid at room temperature Vegetable oils are usually edible, so its oils extracted from seeds and other parts of fruit and vegetable.
1: Pretty broad net. And canola is a, der- a derivative seed. of that, or no? It's just from. It's rape
0: just seed. a separate seed oil. Yeah. Mm.
1: What do you cook with?
0: Olive oil, almost Only? exclusively. Ol- ol- yeah. Almost. Ex- I if you almost need exclusively a higher heat, peanut oil. I do avocado oil. Oh, okay. Mostly exclusive. You like? Me like. I don't see anything about the health, so I will go back up to triglycerides. A triglyceride. I'm I'm putting myself <laughs> at like next level of reading, and it scares me. Yeah. It's an ester derived from glycerol and three fatty acids. That's the tri. Mm. Triglycerides are the main con. ...constituents of body fat in humans and other vertebrates as well as vegetable fat. They are also present in the blood to enable the bidirectional transference of uh, some sort of fat and blood glucose from the liver... ...and are a major component of human skin oils. Many types of triglycerides exist. One specific classification focuses on saturated and unsaturated types... Unsaturated fats tend to have a lower melting point than saturated. As a result, they are often liquid at room temperature. I don't see anything here about health. So I can't answer your question, Jason, about vegetable oils.
1: Whether they're healthy or not. I thought that was I thought that was the thing where it was misleading people well, to think it's healthy because it has the vegetable name.
0: But I thought some Like they, I believe you're right in regards to just classic vegetable oil. Mm -hmm. They say not great for you. Not great. Then they say olive oil is good fat or avocado oil, good fat. I've heard that as well. So I think maybe it has something to do with the unsaturated versus saturated probably. Right. Let's go to Staining staining well this is under triglycerides oh staining for fatty acids triglyceride well just because it sounds disgusting
1: right right no one wants a stain
0: no one wants staining you got to get the oxy clean out if you're stained
1: pour some bleach on it
0: first you eat the vegetable oils then you get staining on your insides then you got to drink the bleach oxy combo
1: oxy combo and- yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: give me the oxy- bleach combo. and
1: oxy. <laughs> oxy with a side of bleach Mm, or uh just an an oxy and then you down it with bleach
0: right that's the combo that's (laughs) you need a third thing in there though Mm.
1: methamphetamines
0: (laughs) oh all right we talked about george washington right
1: yes the first
0: have you ever been to his house he might have been a second though
1: at at uh was it martha's vineyard no it's Right. Um, no, I haven't Vineyard. been to... No, what's it called? Is it Monticello? Monta- no, no, that's Jefferson's. Jefferson. Ah, uh, v- uh With a V or something. V- v- uh,
0: v- well. we'll go to that next. Okay. Okay, <laughs> but I took a tour, and they talked about there was just like a paint shed there, mm, like I a agree. whole paint room where they mixed the paints, mm-hmm. and they made them from vegetable oils. The paints. Yeah, and this reminded me of it. So under industrial uses... Linseed oil and related oils are important components of useful products used in oil paints and related coatings. Linseed oil is rich in dye and tri-unsaturated fatty acid components which tend to harden in the presence of oxygen. This heat-producing hardening process is peculiar to these so-called drying oils. It is caused by a polymerization process that begins with oxygen molecules attacking the carbon backbone. So anyway, I did find the linseed oil paints that they used has like a nice texture and it's mm. a little um it's a little more interesting than
1: your classic drywall water based paint. Okay. They do they add a little a little more Like you said, texture and life to it.
0: A little more life, yeah. A little earthier, I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then do you eat it afterwards? You You can,
0: well, that way, compared to lead-based paint, the kids can lick the walls. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They might get some staining on their tongue, but overall, not bad.
1: All your walls here at your home are lickable, aren't they?
0: I have noticed that you've been licking my walls, and you saw that. Turns out they are lickable. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I'm going to George Washington. Okay. In hopes that we can get to Mount Vernon. I'm going straight to Mount Vernon. I was
1: kind of right. Started with the
0: V. Right. Ish. All right. I'm going to Mount Vernon, and then we have you been? Have you been? I just told you I've been. I saw the paint room. <laughs>
1: That's what you saw. I thought uh, someone told you about it. No, I
0: was there oh, in
1: man. person.
0: Actually, I was staying with you at the time back when you lived. I won't give your exact location. And you didn't take me there? Near Alexandria. I invited you Yeah, to go on a little field trip with my mom and my aunt. Oh. And you said, I'm busy. <laughs>
1: Probably, I'm very, I, very busy. That's why, what you said. Man, I think I, you were unemployed at the time.
0: I've been wanting to go to Mount Vernon. Let's read about it real quick okay. and wrap up this episode.
1: Wrap it up. End it with our first president.
0: Mount Vernon is an American landmark and former plantation, of founding father, commander of the Continental army in the Revolutionary War and the first president of the United States. Can you imagine oh, the Jordan music playing yeah, yeah. in the background?
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, oh he... coming
0: in at four foot ten, George
1: <laughs> Washington. Everyone's clinking their swords on the <laughs> clink, 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 clink. It's too bad we let go of the swords. I could have done with letting go of the wigs, but the sword. Keep the sword. Keep the sword.
0: Well, I, you know, a little tough when you're trying to drive a car with your sword.
1: That's true. How many uh horses had to get stabbed, like in their carriages?
0: You mean like in their, or when Wait, they're riding? The horses it. don't ride in the carriage, Jason. <laughs>
1: That's yeah, a fancy. You never seen a fancy horse? <laughs> like the like horse is re- sitting yeah. <laughs>
0: back there. Also has a wig on and is like, "What? I got tired of pulling it." It's a fancy horse. The estate is on the banks of the Potomac River in Fairfax County, Virginia. It is located south of D.C. and Alexandria, Virginia, and across the river from Prince George's County, Maryland. The Washington family acquired land in the area in 1674. Around 1734, the family embarked on an expansion of its estate that continued under George Washington, who began leasing the estate in 1754 before becoming its sole owner in 1761. Huh, landlord first, then he was like, this place looks kind of nice. I like what I did with the linseed paint. (laughs) I think I want to move in, yeah. Let's do it. Let's make it facing east. The mansion was built of wood on a loose Palladian style. The original house was built by George Washington's father, Augustine Washington, so he wasn't the second. Yep. Around 1734, George expanded the house twice, once in the late 1750s and again in the 1770s. It remained Washington's home for the rest of his life. Following his death in 1799, under the ownership of several successive generations of the family, the estate progressively declined as revenues were insufficient to maintain it adequately. In 1858, the house's historical importance was recognized and it was saved from ruin by the Mount Vernon Ladies' Association. This philanthropic organization acquired it together with part of the Washington Property Estate. Escaping the damage suffered by many plantation houses during the American Civil War, Mount Vernon was restored. It became a National Historic Landmark in 1960 and is listed on the National Register of Historic Places, and it's still owned and maintained in trust by the Mount Vernon Ladies' Association
1: and is open every day of the year. It's funny you say that because it's true. When I was there, it was all women working. They, they were like... In fact, from what I remember, they were kind of what I thought was kind of in... Not cosplay, but like... Costume? Costume. They were wearing... Now, More not, traditional of that time. I like, received I a tour seeing... by a man. Well, that's not allowed.
0: He didn't tell me if he was cisgender, if he was a cis yeah, man, yeah. or maybe he, you know, identified as a lady, and right. that's why he broke through to the Mount Vernon Ladies Association.
1: Mm-hmm. I got to tell you though, those ladies—they kept the plantation vibes going. It just felt very. What does that mean? Just a, it's it's like traveling back in time when you get, oh, when you head over there. You
0: mean the overall feel? Yeah. I thought you meant the people working there specifically. <laughs> I was like, "What's that mean? They kept
1: the vibe." Plantations <laughs> got a very negative vibe, I feel like. But before it was it got that negative. It was just another name for a big piece of land that had, you know, crops. Right.
0: Well, we could go to if you want to know about the bad vibes at Mount Vernon. I'm sure Sure. we could dive into the history. Oh, Washington's tomb is also on the
1: property. Well, it's in the same room where he died.
0: You could go see his little tomb. (laughs) little baby coffin for George Washington.
1: Have they done a 23andMe on him? Maybe he's part T-Rex.
0: Oh, yeah. That is a possibility. He's known for having the fake teeth.
1: That's right. Ooh. Why do
0: you think he had to replace them or hide them?
1: He must have the T gene.
0: We need to start a website, a truth-based website, about how our founding father... Did you say a tooth-based? Tooth-truth-based website about how our fa- founding father,
1: George Washington, was part T-Rex. Yeah, we should find out, see if he's. we can get our hands on his real teeth and do a proper 23 in me. Did you have to send in your teeth for 23andMe? I didn't do it. Oh. Yeah. I did it. That's
0: a shame. Twice. Because I think you could just send a hair. Got two teeth missing. What would you rather part with? Teeth or hair? Clearly teeth. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that's been a rapid fire episode, Jason. I ah. think this is a perfect time to wrap it up.
1: I've been rapid. You've been fire.
0: Bam <laughs> So please follow us on Instagram and like and subscribe. And uh, what did you say earlier?
1: Thank you. Aside from leaving a review. Oh, leave a comment. Leave Leave a a comment. Tell us why. Express to us why. In words. Why you love us so much.
0: Or pictures. Draw a picture. Mail it to Jason. Okay. What the hell are we talking about? All right. Thanks for listening. Later. Bye.
1: Class is out of session.